Who was the most improved player from the Dallas Cowboys this season? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team locked every on. day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we're doing some superlatives for the Dallas Cowboys from the 2023 season, including uh, top rookie, most outstanding player. And Landon, I want to first start with the most improved player from the Dallas Cowboys this year. Who do you got? Yeah, this is a tough one, right? Because there are definitely guys who improved in a lot of different ways, kind of at different levels, right? Um, so I, I'm going to go ahead and say that for me, it's, it's Marquise Bell, uh, just, sim- just simply because from where he was, you know, in, in the truest form of the, of the question, most improved, I think, you know, he's gone the furthest distance, right? I think there's other guys who have made improvements that aren't maybe as far from where they were to where they've gotten, but like that, that track, that improvement is harder, right? Like I think Jake Ferguson is a guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm stealing. No, you're guys, good. But, Go ahead. But but I think it's I think it's you know Ferguson didn't travel as far. I think, but but you know, leveling up when you're already at, at that high, I think is difficult. And so I, I when he's already gotten that much exposure, uh, I just didn't expect him to get kind of at that much better than he did. But Marquise Bell went from a guy that wasn't even playing the position he ended up playing at the end of the year uh uh and you know was basically an afterthought to uh, a guy who I think I still continually want to see get a lot of snaps at linebacker next year despite what no matter what they do uh, at the position obviously they're going to need some help there but I just think that what he was able to do especially in the short term right after Leighton Vanderesh got hurt uh was really kind of unlike anything I'd really ever seen as far as a player playing out of position, undersized, and still thriving uh, at a spot that you know we hadn't really seen him play at. Yeah, because he went from a healthy scratch last year, you know, playing yeah. safety behind all those guys to playing 701 snaps at linebacker this year. Um, you know, he played more snaps than Oso Digizua, Demarcus Lawrence, or you know, Dorrance Armstrong. Like that's how big of a role he had. Now. There were games where he struggled in the playoffs. He struggled. Both linebackers struggled, but he played incredibly well for most of the season. Finished as PFF's number 19 graded linebacker. Maybe he's not an every down linebacker uh, moving forward, but to go from somebody who literally doesn't even get a helmet on Sundays to maybe like your seventh or eighth best defender, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I would say so too. I think yeah. it's just it's, it's it's hard to like and again like I, I think it's all the particulars right he's a 200 pound 205 pound linebacker it's all of those things that you just was very hard to anticipate uh and and on top of all that an incredible amount of you know personal football growth yep. for the player 
from last season to this. Uh, I'm going to also mention Jake Ferguson, who you mentioned. Um, we were, listen, we had a lot of conversations about the tight end position this off or last off season. Yeah. We did a lot of film breakdown on prospects. We looked at free agents that the Cowboys could sign. And to your credit, I think a lot of times you just thought they're going to be okay at tight end. They're going to be okay because you like what you saw from Jake Ferguson as a rookie. And what we saw from him in year two was more than fine. Like he became a legitimate weapon. Now, I don't know if he has the ceiling to be a top five tight end the way that like a George Kittle or Sam Laporte or any of those guys kind of, you know, can be, but he's right there. I, I I was really impressed by the leap that Jake Ferguson, not not at the actual leap that he takes on the field, but that leap he took as a I was player, impressed by that too. <laughs> yes. Uh, that he made in year two. Yeah. And look, I think if you clean up a little bit of the kind of, uh, uh, target conversion stuff like if he can just kind of hold on to the a uh, couple more of these passes uh and just get a little bit uh stronger at the at the you know point of attack with the ball right and, and just holding on to some of these more tough catches that he didn't couldn't quite hold on to this season i think you can get him to kind of much closer to that kittle laporta range because i do think that uh i do think that uh there is a lot of yak ability there that we've that we obviously witnessed that if he can get the ball in his hands he can be a playmaker for sure absolutely uh so it'll be interesting to see exactly you know how that kind of continues to develop so uh just a couple other names that i wanted to mention these are just runner-ups i thought oso digizua we've always loved osa but i thought he really took a step in year three i thought he played the best football of his career riku dowdle I mean, maybe this is just a health thing, but he stayed healthy for most of the season and developed into a quality RB2. Um, even someone like Deron Bland, who had an outstanding rookie season, went from, you know, hey, a guy that, you know, you could play in the slot, play the corner, really good number three cornerback to, hey, he's an all-pro corner now who is one of the finalists for Defensive Player of the Year. That's quite a jump that Deron Bland had in year two as well. Uh, Oso Digizua, I think, is another guy that yep, you talk yep. about just great, great yep. leaps. You know, just, uh, I think, was playing very good football last year, but really has become a, a difference maker as a defensive tackle this season. So lots of guys that, that were able to kind of up their game this season. Uh, so it, it wasn't an easy pick this year. Yeah, I mean, when you go 12 and 5, it's not surprising that you're going to have a lot of players that improve, right? I know everybody's still down because of the, the, the playoff loss, and I get it. But for, this was still a really good season in a lot of different ways from a lot of different players. So we can't just throw out, the entire regular season because of one bad playoff uh, loss. There's still a lot of good things that come out of this season, including the development of Jake Ferguson, uh, the development of Marquise Bell, and all the other names that Landon just listed. Uh, all right, let's let's get into a little bit harder of a category, Landon. The, uh, the top rookie from the 2023 class. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car 
into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Hi, I'm Marcus Mosier. And I'm Kate Maduk. And we are the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are ecstatic to announce that we've been named a finalist for the best fantasy betting and gaming podcast at this year's Sports Podcast Award. But we need your help. Head on over to linktree forward slash Locked On Dynasty to vote. And check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day, including the top sport, the cup national shows uh, that are covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Landon, let's talk about uh, top rookie. Um, not a great rookie class that we've no. been accustomed to seeing before. As uh, far as production goes, that's for sure. Yeah, correct. absolutely. Uh, who is your top rookie from this class? I mean, it's Hunter Lipke, without a doubt. He's the best player. Well, ever. hey, listen, we, we, we didn't mention <laughs> Lipke. He did end up having a bigger role in this team than I think anybody anticipated. Anybody not named well, me. I mean, uh, I oh, look I, just real quick. I mean, he he obviously had a really great year on special teams as well. He's one. I think he was like second on the team for special teams tackles or or not t- tackles, but they have a, a grading system, right? A point system that that was created by Bones. And he announced at the end of the year that I think Hunter was second on the team on top of, uh, you know, all his fullback stuff. But no, obviously. Graded out as PFF's fourth highest rated fullback in the NFL. He's basically an all pro he's basically an all pro fullback guys so uh i no i i, I listen I, I don't think that there's a ton of, of of choices here i mean because look i mean the the the, the rookies didn't get a, a ton of opportunities to kind of uh make a mark i think the only rookies that consistently played were you know the four guys that are probably the only four that are eligible for this award which would be mozzie luke uh uh butter and and yeah. tj bass right so uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and you know, just for the sake of argument here, I, I'm going to count butter. I think, you know, it's like, I think Aubrey was the best rookie here. I mean, he was the only 35 year old rookie, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> but he was the guy that came in, you know, a first year in the NFL and broke a whole bunch of records as a rookie, uh, at his position, uh, almost broke the record for the most, uh, uh, made field goals, uh, to start a career, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. or, Mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't that that was not the one that he couldn't quite reach right it I was think, the, yeah it was vanderjack i think vanderjack had like two more kicks i think yeah, to start some, his career you don't I'm ever sure. want to be mentioned with vanderjack though that's yeah cool. well yeah that's for sure uh i think uh I, I you know there's other guys we can talk about here i think that other guys you know kind of were able to make kind of smaller contri- contributions obviously not what we were looking for from our rookie class uh, and I, I think it's easy to dismiss Brandon cause he's the kicker. And I, yeah, you know, yeah. listen, we should dismiss Brandon cause he's the kicker, but, uh, for as much complaining as this fan base made, uh, uh, all during the off season about what are they going to do about kicker? What are they going to do about kicker? What are they going to do about kicker? I, I, I think it's good enough to give Brandon Aubrey some, some flowers here for making us not have to talk about that talking point for the entire season. Yeah. Um, I, Brandon Aubrey, we're going to call him a rookie. I know the NFL doesn't recognize him as a rookie because he played in another professional league. Uh, Wait, what? That's bull. Come on. I know. That's ridiculous. He's a, uh, he's a, I mean, 
Think about again. Think about how many conversations we had this offseason about kicker and what they should do at kicker. Should they go draft somebody? Should they sign a Mason Crosby? Should they go out and get Robbie Gold? Um, to have that guy come in and make basically every kick up until week eighteen. Actually, he didn't. He made every kick up until week eighteen. Uh, was pretty incredible, and I think he also led the NFL in touchbacks, which. Mm-hmm. I think it matters because you're just not killing your guys on special teams because you're getting so many touchbacks, right? He's kicking the ball out of the back of the end zone. I do think it matters. Um, I wanted to mention another guy. Do you know which rookie played the most snaps for the Cowboys this year? Well, I'm going to guess because now that I'm actually thinking about it, it it could be either – I'm going to say either Schoon or TJ Bass. If you include special team snaps, TJ Bass led the Cowboys in rookies and snaps this year. I, you know, it's not hard to believe because the truth of the matter is, is that like when he plays, he's playing the full time. Like they're not yeah. subbing him yeah. off the field, right? Like where well, and there was a game and Luka rotating, right? Right, and there was a game against the Jets where he played like forty-seven snaps and he didn't even start that game. Uh, yeah. I, I guess I'm going by relative to expectations, right? Oh yeah, I mean, you get a guy off undrafted free agency who you pick up he not only does he make the 53 man roster he ends up becoming like your swing interior guy and yeah. obviously there's a drop off when tyler smith and zach martin aren't playing but he wasn't the he, he wasn't the reason your offensive line ever struggled in a game and i think that does matter like having yeah. just quality competent offensive linemen is what this team has missed you know in several other seasons so for that reason i'm giving the award to tj bass I think it's good, you know, because like, look, we talk about it all the time. The offensive line, defensive backfield, it's a weak link system, right? You're, it's not necessarily about the best player that you have in that group as much as it's important to have the worst player in that group at a high level, right? So when you sub in a guy to come in and play, he becomes the the punching Judy or whatever you want to call it, the the the, yep. the, the victim, the target, right? He's the target, and, yep. They're circling yeah, so, so he has the hardest job as soon as he comes in because everyone's targeting him Correct. Uh, on top of him b- being the player with the least, least talent. So for TJ Bass to consistently come in left guard, right guard, wherever, and consistently give you solid snaps and not get you beat. Right. Like I, th- you know, I think back to the Arizona game, right. Where it wasn't even him, just him that was in there. It was like two other guys that were having to kind of sub yeah. in and, and be there. But uh, and, and so it kind of at times like just gave us like a bad taste in our mouth about the backup offensive line. But then when you look at when he came in individually and there wasn't like a huge drop off in, in the offense, right? It wasn't no, like no. A, it was like a noticeable that can't get the ball off. Can't I mean, we can't run the ball more than we can nor, normally can't run the ball. Uh, you know, it's 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 so I, I think that and frankly, you know, I thought TJ Bass was a plus run player. You know, well, when and that, on the field. And I was gonna say, I think we've also got to the point with TJ Bass where it's like if he has to be one of your three interior starting offensive linemen next year, I don't hate it. I don't right. hate it either. And 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 honestly, it, I, I think that the whole like we're gonna see what happens with Tyron Smith this year. But if Tyron Smith doesn't, you know, come back for some reason, and if they decided that they wanted to go into next year with Tyler as the left tackle and Tyler Bass as your starting left guard. And then maybe you draft another guy. Right. And and then just let them compete. I'm I'm, I think I'm okay with that. Cause I, I believe that TJ Bass is going to get better in the off season. And that improvement will put him in a spot where 
I think he could be a good little player for you and, and maybe a, a plus starter eventually as he develops. I could see the Cowboys bringing back like Chuma Doga and then just trying to draft a guy that can play all three interior spots just to give you some more flexibility there. I, I think TJ Bass has warranted a longer look yeah. at one of the guard spots. And again, to be an undrafted free agent and to come in and do that in year one, it's pretty impressive. I, I do want to just mention, go, uh, go ahead. Lamb. Well, I was just going to say last thing I'll throw out this wild card. Can TJ Bass snap the ball? Because I, I want him to do that like a million times this offseason. I'd love to see. I mean, I think he's a great fit at center, honestly, sure. if he could do that. So it'll be interesting to see in this offseason. I, I just want to mention he, he's not winning this award or anything, but yeah. I think Luke Schoonmaker gets a little bit bad rap of, of what he's done. I mean, we knew the, the yardage total as a pass catcher just wasn't going to be there because they already had a guy in Jake Ferguson that could do that. I would argue that Scooney was your best blocking tight end this year. Absolutely. And I think they yeah. gave him the hardest assignments as a blocker. I'm, I mean, obviously it, it bums me out a little bit to watch like Sam Laporta, who the Cowboys liked a lot. Uh, they got drafted in the second round. I watched Michael Mayer because I have to cover that Raider team as well. I see Dalton Kincaid in Buffalo. Like there's some really good tight ends in this class. And when you compare their stats to Scooney, obviously it's not the same. But I'm not down on Scooney either. I, I'm, I think he's going to take a pretty massive leap in year two for a couple of reasons. Number one, like those guys usually don't break out until year two or three. Look at Jake Ferguson, mm -hmm. and then on top of that, remember Scooney basically missed the entire offseason. He got That's hurt right. in the East West Shrine game. Uh, he got hurt early in training camp in. We didn't even think we were going to see him at all in preseason. He did end up playing some preseason games, played in week one. I, I would just be cautious there before saying that's a bad pick or that that's a busted pick. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, thank you. I, I'm glad you brought it up. The reason that I, I said thank you is because honestly, he was someone that I was going to throw out there because I think he deserves being mentioned here because I the tight end position is more than just catching passes, you know, and he's kind of in this sort of reverse you know uh, a tight end uh, uh development plan right where mm -hmm. he came in and he's like he blocks like he's a, a you know fifth tackle or you know yeah. so he's he's in there and able to kind of like you know move folks around and 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 can complete complicated bo blocking assignments uh look the, the run the run blocking this year uh, wasn't as good as last year but i will say where it was better was on the edges in the tight end position. It was unbelievably better uh, and, and markedly better. And, and a large portion of that is Ferguson. We've already given him his flowers on, mm -hmm. on most improved, but a, another large portion of that is that Scooney was able to come in here and immediately make an impact as a blocker. He's still kind of figuring it out as a receiver, but even that is just about, I think finishing. And that's, you know, that's something that I think you can, definitely kind of learn in the offseason you really focus on your know, crisp routes and, and catching the football and getting strengthening your hands uh and then now suddenly you're gonna have a a really really nice compliment to ferguson yes. a big tree blocking you know big tackle type guy who uh you know when everyone else is kind of focused on cd and 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 Ferguson and Cooks and whoever else is on this team is just a guy that can slip out after maybe blocking a little while, be a big open target who's hard to tackle once he gets move moving. Is he gonna ever be Sam Laporta? Absolutely not. Is he gonna be you know any of those kind of guys? But that's just no. He's just not that type of player. But that's what you have Ferguson for, and what you've got what you got Scooney for is kind of all that other stuff. And then 
as time goes on, I think he can be more and more of a pass catcher. Uh, and then, you know, eventually maybe you have kind of a, 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 a twin dynamite situation where you, you've got two different tight ends of different skill sets uh, that you can deploy in the passing games in different ways. All right, let's talk about which player had the most outstanding season for the Dallas Cowboys in 2023. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is over and we're inching closer to the Super Bowl, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Every day or on tomorrow's show, we've got a special guest, John Oney, jumping on the show uh, to discuss all things Dallas Cowboys. And we're going to ask him, what's wrong with this current <laughs> Cowboys team and how do they fix it? Tough question. But he'll, and he'll if, he, if he doesn't answer, you, uh, you should feel free to tweet at him and make sure that he uh, comes up yes, with a better absolutely. answer. Yeah, absolutely. definitely feel free. About that. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's get into most outstanding player. Not calling this the MVP award because that's mm. completely different. Who had the most outstanding season for the Dallas Cowboys? I'm going to go with CD lamb. I think, you know, I, I think, I think that, I think that Dak Prescott absolutely is right there in the, the conversation for this. And they obviously had a great season uh, in a lot of ways. Um, I, I just think that. Yeah. It would have been very difficult for the season to play out the way it had been without without CD Lamb. I think it's easy yeah. to say that without the quarterback, you know, 99% of the time, anyways, right? But I really feel like this team uh turned the corner when they started to focus on CD Lamb as being the engine of this offense. And uh so uh, you know, you look and I'm pretty sure he, he broke basically every single single season record for receiving for a, uh, a Cowboys wide receiver, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's just, you know, the numbers are, cra are crazy. And I think a lot of it kind of got overshadowed just by Dak's own MVP race that was happening yeah. uh, near the end of the season. But uh, yeah, I, I think you look at a guy who... Um, you know, they, 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 there's been a lot of questions as to why the team got rid of Cooper and, and why the team kind of moved off of Cooper. And I, and I think a lot of it was to kind of give CD Lamb the room that he needed to develop. And there was a lot of questions of whether that was a good idea or not, you know, and whether CD was worth that or not. I think we've seen that feeding CD at the rate that we've fed CD is the way to go. Yes. And, and, and that's the way to run this offense. And, uh, you know, not having Cooper is one thing, but having this type of CD is another, right? I think that that's what makes it worth it. So uh, I think he deserves all the flowers. And I, I feel like at times he's been overlooked because of a lot of other really great superstars in this team. Um, but I think he was just out, simply outstanding for, you know, the entire season. Um, and if, if wide receivers were in the races for MVP at a regular basis, uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, the guy who almost got 2000 yards aside, yeah. I think CD yeah. lamb should have, uh, should have been in that conversation. And, and 
Honestly, that was my pick until I started doing a little bit more research because I have no idea what this offense would be without CD Lamb. Like it, they probably really would have struggled because he carried them in so many big games. But if we're going like most outstanding player or most outstanding season, it's really hard to look at Deron Bland's season and not yeah. think that, that was the most outstanding one. Uh, I, I saw I was doing some research on Bland. He had three percent of all the NFL's interceptions, and that's the highest percent. <laughs> Of by a defensive or by a player like over the last 50 years. And if you look at that pick six record, when that was originally set, I think there was 247 more interceptions thrown that season than there were this year. Like interceptions were just being thrown at a much higher rate than they were this year. Like, you know, the way that it is in the NFL. Now the quarterback has more than 12 interceptions. They're getting called turnover prone and should they move on from them now? Right. But to get nine interceptions and have five pick sixes and only really have one bad game against DK Metcalf, which by the way, he also got an interception in that game. That's right. <laughs> I, it's really, really hard not to pick Deron Bland. He's not better than Micah Parsons. He's not better than CD. He's not better than Dak, but his season was a little bit more unique than those guys. Yeah. You know, he may not be better than Trayvon Diggs, and, and, no. and, but, but he definitely had a better season than any of those guys. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I argued CD Lamb, but this is a valid, very, very good point. I mean, obviously, record-breaking season. Uh, you know, in a, a position that uh, your your main job is to take away the pass, but then on top of that is to take the ball away for you to do that job at a historic rate, and then also score mm-hmm. touchdowns on top of that. I, I think that it really was flabbergasting for a lot of folks. Oh know, yeah, including it's us, almost like people don't even recognize how ridiculous it was. Yeah, they got nine interceptions and five interceptions. I, I I almost think Trayvon Diggs' season in 2021 made us a little bit numb to how ridiculous yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, how long ago was it? Like you know, like five years ago, where we were talking about how this team never gets interceptions. Never. We never intercept the ball. Like it's like, oh, we can never catch the ball. Our defensive backs can't ever catch the ball. Now suddenly in the last three years, we've had two different interception leaders on this team. One of which who broke the pick six record in a season. Uh, Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys have have been living good in that sense for sure. So uh, we've been, we were calling Jeff, uh, Jeff Heath, the goat because he would get multiple interceptions in a season. In a season. (laughs) Uh, shout out to Duran, Duran Bland. What a season. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out the channel on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus Mosier, uh, Mar- Marcus underscore Mosier. Again, check out tomorrow's show with John Owning. Should be fantastic. Can't wait to see you. Everybody. Can't wait to see everybody then. <laughs>